Three. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Count down. Three, two, one. Hey! Yo. What up, y'all? This is the oh, Sound Flick Podcast. Sound Flick Pod. Episode eight. Uh, what's up, guys? How's it going? Yo. It's, it's your boy, a, Norik. That's cool. It's a very fun episode. I'm Scott Walker Mike. It's your boy, Young Flacco, off the coffee. It's oh, Ace Sincere. It's I'm waiting for your Young Flacco sweaters, bro. Never going to come. Never going to come? All right. Well, maybe right. Summer, our, bro. Uh, maybe it's to our summer. Patreon once we get that up and running. Brr, 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 brr. Whenever that, yeah. I look yeah. forward to Patreon exclusives, actually. Whether it be like new music or like... Bro, we can't give them all the game right now. <sighs> all right, yeah. all right. Just send us money, y'all. <laughs> just <laughs> just, just send us free money. money. Fund us. Please, no, fund no, me, no. please. Now we got it covered. We for, live in for abundance. Most part, yeah. Look, yeah. y'all, I'm very excited about this episode. It's gonna be very, fairly quick. I'm sure, unless you go off on crazy tangents. Oh, you, you trying to get up out of here already? No, man, we man. just started. No, what with the people right now? It's gonna be go by quick because I'm on coffee right now. Oh, oh, you moving out of my? I, I didn't have coffee the last few episodes, and now that I have coffee in my system. Oh man, I'm flowing! I'm ready to go. Shout out to all you coffee drinkers out there, man. Everybody. Shout out to all my coffee I snobs. If you I don't, don't like drink Starbucks, coffee, but you. I got some. You just got some to, coffee just to fit in. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get a different oh, Skywalker mic. We're gonna get. A I different already one. feel he it. He took a hit of his pen. He's drinking some coffee. He was like, "Oh snap, bro!" When you and Jay and Kim were talking right now, he was like, "All right, I'm ready." <laughs> like, Yo, what? We're not even gonna start. Yo, that's crazy. Well, yeah, man, got, you know all the essentials. I, I thought ah. I had. Hey. Hey. I love y'all. Um, y'all doing good? Yeah, man. I'm doing, doing good, good, bro. How was uh how how was the week? How was the week? You guys good? Um, I'm yeah. Non like music or podcast aside, I'm moving into my new position pretty soon. Okay, I'm switching from like Fontana to Riverside. All right, life Just goals. Getting ready for that. Life goals. You know, adulting. I'm getting really tired of a nine to five though. Same, but man. you know, speaking you know, it's, it's, it's funding. It, it's funding speaking my dreams it, right now. Yeah. It's funding my dreams right now. But yeah, eventually my dreams will. Find yeah, I'm not themselves. mad about the bag. Yeah. I'm totally okay with the yeah. bag. Yeah. You know, I've I've told myself that. Um, if if I can survive off the dreams, you know what I mean, mm. just off of what we want to do and yeah. off the passion, I'll be fine. But also you know the ability I mean? to not mentally check out. Well, yeah, 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 to, yeah. To still we'll have it. To those. Yeah, to still have fun while you do it and it take care of your bills. Like that's all I really need personally yeah. as an artist. Like I don't need to necessarily be the celebrity or oh, the yeah, super nah. famous or crazy money. Like. I just need enough to be able to take care of my family. The real money is behind the scenes. Wanna, you know what I mean? I just want to make it. sure my mom retires early. Exactly. Pay off her house. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I just mm. want all the bills paid off. I don't want to owe nobody anything. You know, yeah, that, exactly. that's where I want to be. Student loans. Yeah. Forget student loans. <laughs> Student loans, Trash. Sally Mae. Don't worry, Bernie's going to save us. Yeah. Bernie, Bernie save us. 2020. Oh, wait, no. It's The Rock, 2020. Yeah. No, no. It is 2020. No, The Rock's not going to run. He's going to run. He, he'll run later. Yeah, he's going to run He still time. needs to The Olympics to build 2020. He's still got to build it, yeah. Hey. yeah and he's getting that bag right now. If you guys didn't right beat now. the last podcast, I did have a hot take. I'm calling it. I called it then, but I'm also calling it now. The Rock will run for Kevin president. Hart is vice president. Let's go. I don't know if Kevin Hart's gonna be vice president, but hey, I didn't tell you guys on the last podcast, but Kevin Hart was in Fast and Furious. I want this. To I'm be gonna a just movie. leave it at that. Oh, really? I heard about that. Yes, and so was so was Ryan Reynolds. Uh, um, that's it, yeah, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But that just goes to show that Fast and Furious is, no is ridiculous. And- <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Kevin so, yeah. that, that Deadpool. <sighs> And soul playing in the, the same, same movie, and, no, in the same same type of like acting too. Which I, now I'm scared. I'm scared with Ryan Reynolds because like they found that that Deadpool shit like works 100 percent of the time, and now they're <laughs> applying it with everything. And anytime you see Ryan Reynolds, it's now Deadpool, but 
as a person. Yeah. You know, like well, it's, it's just, funny because in the comic, they made Deadpool look like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So that's why yeah. Deadpool Yikes. is Ryan Reynolds. He's the only one that could be Deadpool. He brought it to life, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. It's fitting. I'm cool it's with comedy. that. I'm fine yeah. with it. You know, I don't have a problem. I think like him and Robert Downey Jr., you know, just like those two especially. Nobody really can ever rock brought, that goatee. I, I really feel like the stuff. character. I feel like you know? other people can do Deadpool. I mean, they were going to do a FX Deadpool show and Charles Gambino was going to be Deadpool. Well, no, he was. it was uh, going to be animated. Yeah, animated. Yeah, show. it was so gonna be was, animated. Not, gonna I guess it. not a live action. But yeah, you would have still been white. <laughs> as soon as they took out the mask, you still been white. Hey, Donald true. Voice. Just yeah, that though. just would have been a Donald whole, had a white voice. What not mean? only that, it would have been a Deadpool thing yeah, to do. Donald. Yeah, like like yeah, it's Charles Gambino, true. but this guy's gonna be white because yeah. this is Deadpool. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, um, real quick, y'all. So by the time everybody hears this, um, my album's dropped. So everybody go copy of faith. But also, I'm getting ready to leave the Brazil. Yeah. So okay. I'm excited. You excited? Are you going to play Beautiful when you get over there? I feel like that's mandatory. Like any trip to Brazil. You got to play that Fast and Furious got, song too. You got to play there. the Fast and Furious song, which did we find out the name of that? No, we just didn't we find out the name. I know. We're playing all that time. It's all um, but episode nine. You need to um, play Snoop Dogg featuring Pharrell. Hey, Beautiful. Pharrell. The minute you, the minute you touch down, I'm bro. Just you need to go see them little colorful stairs. Yeah. You know what I they're mean? There. Little, little, they're, they're there. They're there. Yeah. Well, like, so That's whenever everybody thinks of Brazil, you you um, see the big statue of God. And yes. What's the statue called? I forget the name. Hey, but you looked at me. You should know. It's a shame. All I know is that it's Jesus. I'm excited <laughs> to see him. Yeah. So when people picture Brazil, that's the first thing you picture. So I'm going to be there. I'm being Rio de Janeiro. Um, okay. Touring for 10 days. We'd be at skate parks during the day and uh, churches at night. Should cool. be dope, man. So what what are you doing there? Um, so my pastor, two time world champion skateboarder, Eddie Algara, Elgato, skater like Tony Hawk and Bob Burnquist, all these dudes. Mm -hmm. Um, super OGs in the Hall of Fame since 2015. Um, so he asked me to go. At first the purpose was like, because I play bass for his church. Now the purpose is more so like last time he went, they really love hip hop. So since he has to connect and connect as me. All During right. the day when he does skate demos, he's gonna want me to just like help gather a crowd and bring people, bring so people in. Kind of like MC, and then yeah, you might, much. might perform a little exactly. bit, and, and then okay. at churches open up for him every night. So to do uh, two to three songs, that's dope, man. You know, just expanding the reach and and getting to getting to the people. You know, shout out South America. You gotta get out the IE sometimes, Brazil. man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, man, IE artists, man, we got it, bro. I just did a show recently in LA. Yeah, and, you had the live uh, band too. I'm super hyped. I had hyped. a live band. That was dope. You know, shout out to the band, man. Did you guys did you give them a name? Uh, Marcus Singleton, Twitch. No, no, we didn't. We didn't come up with a name yet, but I'm sure that we will. Um, but we just we rocked it, bro. Yeah, it was dope. It was, I was super, super dope. hyped to uh, connect you with Dare House because uh, I know you asked me to play bass. Dare. Yeah, but like that's the home. I admire Dare as a bassist. Yeah, that's he's just brother, he's bro. just he has musicians going through his bones. It was crazy because like. <clears throat> I originally had a band and then like it just kind of, you know, started falling apart. People's schedules were, were conflicting. Yeah. And then like I had to kind of like scramble to to replace everyone. But who I replaced everyone with. Better than the originals. It's not that they're better than mm. the originals. It just fit my brand a little bit Got more. You. you know what I mean? Like who I had before are extremely talented and, I j and I've jammed with them before. But like if I were... To like make it a band or like take it on tour or whatever, it would be a lot easier branding the way that 
the band is now. Gotcha. You know, like it so, would just it just works. And I looked behind me and I was like, oh, this is great. Like we fit we fit all the criteria yeah. for like that kind of band and that kind of mm-hmm. sound and the groove and the look and the feel too, and we got swag and yeah, it was tight. So um but I brought it up to say um not just to big up myself or the band members, but to say that the IE artists, man, we bruh. Like yeah LA uh, hold on. LA I'm so sick of some of these LA artists not giving IE artists their due. I think because well, like, I think, I hold think on, we have to hold realize. On, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Let me say, hold on. You know, they're not giving their due. Um, politics aside, you know, region aside or whatever, a lot of these LA artists are sounding like the same. And they're sounding yeah. like a lot of these True. radio stuff that just is the same. And it's not that it's bad music. It's just that you don't do it at the caliber they that like on, we we want to hear it at. Like the top LA MCs are doing it at that caliber. Because they want to be on yeah. like and we basically three, won't. Yeah, I know. I get the politics. Yeah. So I said yeah. politics aside. Yeah. Politics aside. I'm talking about talent. I'm talking yeah. about actually just doing doing the records. Yeah. I.E. artists are the most diverse and talented artists that are in Southern California. I don't care what anybody else says. Like, LA artists, you guys are cool. But whenever an IE artist goes to an LA show, we get all your fans. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. And the reason is because sure. we're presenting something that's a little bit different than what they're used to, all the Hollywood stuff and everything like that. Now, yes, that all fits. That all, you know, I, I get it. But, man, they need to stop holding these IE artists <laughs> back, bro. Because yeah. Well, bro, we, we I just did, I did Payday LA recently. You've done Payday before, right? I have done Payday okay. before. So when I went Shout to go out, do Payday, press. like I got that, that I had that room in like in my hands, bro. Granted, like that crowd's different because like as you're performing, the way it's set up, you don't feel any of that energy until you get off the stage and then people are like, Hey, that was dope or hey, let me get you. Well that's that's like, just LA yeah. crowds in general. Yeah. You know, a lot of artists they they like with LA, like we're way too chill. Yeah. And yeah. now when I'm referring to LA, I'm referring to like all of kind of Southern California or just yeah. California crowds in general. We smoke weed. We we we're in the land of creators. You gotta remember something though. What's up? A lot of people that you're referring to as LA artists aren't even from LA. This is true. So like, true. They're not bringing the energy. There's a lot of that. They're not bringing the energy that we bring from SoCal because we're actually from SoCal. Yeah, that's true. So when a LA crowd sees us, it's like, oh, this is what's dope. This is what I was looking for, not this dude from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. That there, says there, he's from LA. There are a lot of artists that travel elsewhere to, yeah. to go to LA because and a lot it's of a them, hub. Yeah. And, th- and that's just more to the, you know, to just like the point. We create all the time. And there's so many people that create yeah. that if you get a They're, head nod at a show, if people are just like head nodding, rocking with you, that's enough. Like you yeah. got to know in California, like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Cause yeah. you're not going to be, there's a, cause there's a lot of people that I know from LA that give like the IE it's respect of uh, verbs. Is one of them Beat Cinema, but Beat Cinema is kind of, I guess, IE I mean, Beat, too. Beat Cinema has yeah. people from the IE that 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 are involved. Yeah, and like I know Verbs and like Bananas Network and like you know some of the other uh, local homegrown local radio. Scenes. You homegrown know, radio yeah. definitely gives their due to the IE artists, and those are those are um, you know uh, dope platforms that mm-hmm. that we we get to utilize. You know, that's why we're even in the LA scene, yeah. but. There's so much True. to the LA scene though. Like even with bananas, like bananas is dope because it's like yeah, right there in Lamar. Like, there's you know, a it's lot like, more. But there's too, just so just much that. that's there 
Yeah. Um, especially in the clubs, especially with the but, crowds that we want, you yeah. know, bananas is like, but these are people the that crowds, I, but these know? are people yeah. that I know f- are, that are from LA, you know, True. that's what, what I'm saying. Cause a lot of people that are so do you on think the people scene who are, are throwing shows also aren't from LA. Cause I feel like you yeah. gotta be from LA to throw shows. Look at you. Look at yes. Jules, bro. Mm. Like she's from Miami and she came to came over here. She came over shows. here and threw she came over shows. here with the plan, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that was true. She kind of infiltrated and yeah, she she knew know. the right people to kind of rub yeah. to do that. So yeah, like it's just it's just about recognizing who's actually from LA, though. I think because it's so hard to tell. Gen- yeah, generalize. Yeah, it's it is it's hard because they've all mashed. Obviously, but, until they like yeah. say it during this. Well, because everyone just comes just is Hollywood, and yeah. like they think that that's what that means to be LA. So, and yeah, even so people so here in Hollywood. LA think that that's what that means, you know? So when they see somebody or somebody coming from, you know, Iowa or some shit like that, and they come through and they just start acting Hollywood, we're like, all right, you know, you, you'll blend in. You'll find somebody to to you link some, with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hollywood is crazy, bro. It's insane. Yeah, bro. I don't know. Like, I love being from the I and going to LA shows. Me too. Because it's just like, it's totally different energy because you, you stand out. Well, because LA is also cutthroat. You know, they're they're taught to not trust or not help one another in the in you know. We're in the IE. We're a big community in the IE, yeah. or at least we strive to be. You know, at the yeah. end of the day, even if you have um, beef with somebody, or if you have tension with somebody, or you may not understand or a misunderstanding with somebody, right? Um, I th- I feel like in the IE, we still put each other on you know what i mean we still like if there's a show or something like that yeah. like you'll you'll get put on you know well, like i've seen eventually. OG squat make people squash people because like there's no need for that in the community at all yeah for like, sure you're gonna see each you other know, at shows the ie tries sometimes we come up short but the ie tries to keep that that sense of community yeah but one thing that the ie does well is like even if we can't do that within our own community when we go out of our community mm-hmm. we represent really well easy you know because we we just act different, you know. Where our crowd control, our crowd control, excuse me, is way different well, than like, other crowd me and, control. Me and Dice have toured in Arizona before, mm-hmm. where we go out there and their high end, like tier, their high tier artists out there are like our low tier out here. Speaking so, like when you're considered a high tier artist out here, or if you're well seasoned, yeah, you well, go out there, you're you're like a headliner, easy. Because of just like your energy, your cadence, you're just overall. Well, I think it's because aura. of access. You yeah. know what I mean? Easy. There's there's a lot of these, which is so interesting because the crowds come out, you know, like like the reason why we go and perform in Arizona and Nevada and Seattle is because the crowds actually come out. Like, yeah. I'll go back. L.A. crowds aren't popping like that. You know, you're lucky. Because you're in L.A., it's an epicenter for these types of things. You're lucky if you get, well, even if other people are coming out to L.A., you're lucky if you get them to have their hands up for longer than 30 seconds of the record. Super lucky, you know, (laughs) but like if you go out to Nebraska and you perform the same shit, everybody who's there is hands up the whole time because they aren't getting it, you know, all the time. Yeah. And, but what's funny is that it seems like, (laughs) Nebraska, it seems like that they don't really support their own either. And I could be wrong because I feel like that there's a lot more artists that aren't from LA that make a living being an artist touring everywhere else besides LA. Yeah. No, you yeah. Know? LA Especially when it comes not. to like, well, what I've learned, at least from like merch, it sells when you're on the road. Easy. Like more oh, than 100%, anything. bro. I learned early that that was the name of the game. You know, um, just w- if you're on the independent grind and you're on the road, you will need merchandise. That's like, it's essential. You should not be on the road if you do not have merchandise. Mm-hmm. 
there's no reason for you to be there because people need to buy things that you have. You know, I went on the Vans Warped Tour in 2014. Mm-hmm. Shout out, you know, Yo B.I.B.T. and uh, Fritzo and The Live Show for for helping us get around. And um, yeah, man, like we, I learned like there, like, yo, you got to have the merch. And like, so me and my partner at the time, um, when we were in a duo, we were like, oh man, we got to press, we yeah. got to press this merch like real fast. Like we were over there burning yeah. CDs late into the night before we left for tour because we just had to get them off. But I like, I met people on tour that had like thousands of CDs and sold out of all of them. Yeah. You know, and that's when I learned, I was like, whoa, I was literally seeing it fly off the shelves. When you don't have any money to get to your next city and then you play a song on the street and people pay you for it and then you sell a couple CDs and that gets you to that next oh, city. Oh, yeah. When I was in Arizona, I walked you wake on up. ASU with the Beats Pill Bro just playing my songs. Yeah. And I sold a quick five CDs, got gas money and we're good. It's crazy how your mentality changes when you go outside. You know, if because like we could still do, excuse me, we could still. Oh, man. Excuse edit me. that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, edit that. No, it's uh, sorry. It's it's life. Um, <laughs> you can still do that same thing here at these shows. You know, you can walk around with a Beats pill. Like, we see it at, in Venice all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? But it just doesn't hit. Nah. It doesn't hit the way that it does if you go, you know, to Oregon hmm. or if you go Again, to Seattle. It, it depends where the epicenter's at. If it's somewhere where yeah. it's pretty commonplace out here, you're going to be tired of it. But you go yeah. somewhere where it's not... It's funny because Murr's actually posted a, a shirt today and it said one t-shirt is the equivalent to 5,000 streams on Spotify. 76% of all music in 2019 is streamed and not bought physically or digitally. Band merchandise is the most direct way of supporting an artist. Absolutely. That's why Chance made $3 million off of his, off of his hat. You know, like... Three. Three huh? million. Three million off the three hat. Crazy. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, you got people who they'll make merch and sell it for sixty dollars. You know, like a shirt for like sixty bucks, and people will buy it. Crazy, you know, it's it's insane. Bro, when I went to Coachella and Kanye had his pop, his church little pop up, yeah, he was selling a tee for hundred and twenty dollars. There you go. Throughout the day, bro, I saw at least a hundred people with that same shirt on. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude. That's, that's money. That's, that's money that's coming in. So, artists, you definitely make sure. I think one of the one of the things and like if I if artist development ever comes back. Yeah. You know, because everyone's still trying to figure out what it means to be an artist. So we gotta figure that out and then we're gonna come back with artist development. I think one of the main things is hitting merch early. You know, like getting getting your connection to reliable, consistent merch yeah. is like that that needs to be high on the priority list for any artist who's out here trying to make music because the music is not enough and you spending all this time getting emotionally attached to your album and having nothing to come with it you're going to um you know your expectations going to be skewed a little bit as far as the retention of people with your music they yeah. got to have something that they also, can Also if hold you're an artist to. and you don't you don't know how to access these things like don't be afraid to ask like not bad to ask. Like I don't mind sharing my plug for like shirts or CDs. You know what I mean? Like, well, you have an album coming out. Yeah. Well, right. By the or time everybody that, here, yeah, it's yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's out. out. You yeah. have an album that has come out, and the merch that goes along with that album yeah. is gonna is out also. You know, and mm-hmm. that's like that's gonna be money that's coming into your pocket and stuff that you're using for your next tour. I'm sure. Which I'm hype. I'm um I'm pressing up extras just so I can just pass them out in Brazil. Um. Specifically, like with these with these CDs, I'm slapping like my sticker. Do they still there. listen to CDs in Brazil? 
Um, for my research, yes. But also, I'm just going to have a whole bunch of business cards with me that have all my socials on it. So that way, people can just stream. Yeah. So I'm excited, bro. I feel um, that. Yeah. Feel but that. also, I'm also excited because um, the Common Ground's back. Because we were talking about LA shows. Yeah. But I sh- IE shows we were lacking for a long time, which is why we're going to LA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with LA shows, you know, um, there's there's just... Uh, LA's just so big, you know? Um, yeah. There's, there's so many people that are doing things in little pockets, and, and it's hard to come across them um, unless you're in the city they're, all the they're, time. They're easy to miss. Yeah, they're easy. Yeah. I it could be right that. down the street, I should but say it's that. very easy to miss. Very easy to miss. Not hard to come across, but very easy to miss um, because of how much that's going on. Yeah. And, um, you know, the ones that are pretty popular are the ones that kind of, um, for lack of a better term, just kind of like whore themselves out to a lot of artists, you know, and just kind of every which way, every tier, every talent level, everything like that. And those are the ones that we kind of hear about. A lot of them usually involve um, paying to play. Um, or some variation of form of um, payment beforehand. Mm. And I think the notion is, is that, you know, when you're performing in L.A., you are supposed to be generating money. You know, you as an artist should be generating money from your art in order Mm. to perform in L.A. Um, If you're not doing that, you may, uh, you know, you may get into a situation where it's coming out of pocket. And I think that um, that's like one of the turnoffs from the L.A. scene. And um, I think that's why the Common Ground is so dope, because it's a show on that caliber without um, having to sacrifice anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I just love that they they finally brought it to downtown Riverside. I thought that's where it was supposed to be the whole time. You know, but it was about finding the right space because I know a lot of people down there, it's it's a lot of politics. Not a lot of people, like, are on the same level with hip-hop as they are with, you know, whatever they do down there, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know the type of music they like down there, but when we had the show, it was outdoor, the first Common Ground that just came back, and there was no complaints. I, I saw people outside dancing that weren't yeah. even in the show. Like, I was going back to my car and people were I got dancing. On my, yeah, I got on my Instagram you know, story. It's so like, I think there's a, there's a good response. Like, old folk. They're maybe like in their 60s, 70s. Yeah. Just watching the show. They yeah. were watching Noah said, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really dope. But yeah. Which was crazy. I'm glad yeah, that I it's back. Them. I saw them. You know. Shout out to that school landing their residency. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you can catch me hosting. Um, the, That's cool. the common ground. You I know, bought my bong no there. I just bought a bong, and it was from there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, yeah. I shout out to all it. the vendors. We also don't remember the vendor, there. but they had, they were the only glass. Make sure y'all get those tacos. People. Those are fire. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff that's going yeah, on. I got hooked up. I I, <laughs> I enjoy um the common ground and kind of what it represents because I feel like every show should have art, should have music, should have food. Yeah. In a great venue, it brought everything kind of together. Like, I think yeah, it's yeah, just everything's come full circle. It, from it had to progress, you know, or it wasn't gonna be what what you know what common ground is it's mm-hmm. supposed to be an umbrella of everything under it so that's exactly that was an actual well, the common, common ground, ground is only as strong as the artists that perform at the common ground 
not only the artists, but this time I think it was the vendors too. Well, yeah, and and so I, I it, guess it, I grouped them in mm. um, as artists, yeah. you know, okay, as well yeah. for, like, just for like what yeah. they're doing. But my my point is, is that the common ground is kind of like church, you know, like it it's made up by the people that are in there. And you there's know? different ministries that well, go along with it, whether it be like the stage or like the vendors, right? Yeah, kind of like, like that, but more so to the fact that like if the people who are doing the common ground who are booked on that lineup, if they aren't there, then the common ground isn't the same. You know, mm-hmm. like it took a while for it to get back to where it is right now. I think that the common ground currently is a representation of the tier that um, the IE is at. It's a, oh, it's the standard you know has I mean? gone up. The standard because for these shows have gone up, especially I, the way they're being run with Live Nation now. Yeah, exactly. You know, so Live Nation is now involved. Shout out Live Nation and shout out uh, Riverside Municipal Auditorium. It's Thank crazy so now because like having us. You, I remember seeing going to Common Ground and like Noah's running the door. Yeah, and, and now and, we and, have like and that's my point. Yeah, you know, is that like, like legit security? Yeah, and bartenders and but like when Noah was running it, you know where Noah was at. Yeah, and his platform way was way different than where way he's different. at now. Yeah. And even uh, and, and wise, some other so artists too. Different. You know, like like you have the cams and you have um uh avant garde. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have King Dice, you have some of these other uh OG like when when the vibe was cracking, but the vibe was only as popping as these artists were popping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Once yeah. once the elevation kind of rose in a lot of these artists' careers, now all of a sudden it's pop into the point of their career you know so like that's i think that that's amazing that we have artists that we have a show that that accurately you know it just accurately represents where we're at right now and um so that that's perfect timing yeah perfect timing that they brought it back you know everybody's in their element so might as well showcase that i feel like that and and thought fest are the two that that really shows Yeah, because you're yeah, that's hosting. Gonna be cool. yeah, I'm hosting yeah. that too. I'm getting my hosting bag, y'all. If you guys need me to host something, let me know. Let I was know. in my hosting bag and then I just kind of like, I mean, I don't mind hosting. I love people. <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't hosted like Hosting is more event. work than performing. Oh, way more. Yeah, 100%. More. 100%. That's why we get paid know? the most. Yeah, that's <laughs> why you get paid more for hosting. Yep. For sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, let's get into our next topic. Our topics. Topics. Yeah, what we got? What a, we got, few, a few good ones, man. <laughs> I'm excited, bro. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, just overall, this is our Tarantino. Yeah, yes. Yeah, well, half. Yeah, half of it is gonna be the Tarantino episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're gonna do our favorite Tarantino movies. Okay. We're gonna talk about Once Upon a Time, All which right. is awesome. And um, we'll we'll talk about a little bit what. You know, we think the tenth film might be. Is it going to be said, Star Trek or is it going to be a Kill Bill two? Is it going to be? So he said that he was only doing ten films. He's, right? he's doing yeah. ten films and he's out. And his and ninth film was Once Upon a Time yep. in Hollywood. What do you think about that movie, Skywalker? I loved it. I actually yeah. saw it again with this guy last night. Funny nice. story. This fool fell I fell asleep, asleep though. Damn. Yeah, man. I was tired. Dude, I did a podcast yesterday. I worked. Right. And right. then the thing he's that and busy. it was Harkins. It, and I didn't know that Harkins had reclinable seats. I told seats. him, I was like, oh, hey, bro, yeah. the recliner chair. So that like, made it even over. worse. It's and over. I was stoned. So yeah. Well, yeah, well, I was trying was like, to fight hey, bro, it. I'm hungry. I was like, on a trip. I got you two tacos from Del Taco. Don't trip. I got you. That's hard. Yeah. I was just making sure you walk in with a popcorn. And we yeah. ate popcorn. Yeah. Taco, but yeah. 
Yeah, Taco Bell, right? There you go. Taco Bell. Yeah, I love Taco Bell. But yeah, funny story, I fell asleep, but I still saw some parts that I loved and I missed some parts again that I loved. I was writing that movie notes, which I had to like be careful because I didn't bring like an actual notepad. Yeah. Oh, I never do. I always do. I just put my brightness on the little setting. I'm super excited because like when I write notes, kind of just like even when I was in school, I'll just like write key points because once I see that key point, I'm going to remember all the little small details. So do you remember it? Yeah. All right. Well, walk us through. Have you seen it yet? I haven't. Damn. I haven't. But you guys can go ahead. I thought you saw I'm it. I'm going to watch it. I thought no. you saw it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really dope. It was a really, really fun movie, you know? like. So I'll try to do this without spoiling too much. I just much. didn't have like the three hours to spare in these past, you know, a couple <laughs> It was two weeks. and a half, but I still Two and a half, yeah. yeah. That's why I wanted to go watch it last And a lot night. of times it's, it's running out of theaters now, so I don't know if I'll be able to well, like last night, it. Well, last but. night when I saw it, it was like, one of the only times during the day because they only showed it like three times. Yeah, because it's so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's limited to theaters because like, like... We watched it in the small theater. I feel like I'm going to end up catching it like on a matinee somewhere. Like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool, man. That's the perfect time because... Get your money's worth. Yeah. yeah. $5 it's, it's for nice, two and a half hours. Nice oh, you movie. good. Smooth. Smooth. Um, but, but yeah. But one us, thing I've always loved us. about Tarantino films is that he sticks to his actors. Yeah. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. had a lot of people from Hateful Eight Mm-hmm. A lot of people from the past. I don't remember seeing Tim Roth in it. Yeah, I, but I've, you did. I think I did see him. He was like on a TV, and he was playing a cowboy. I think. Nice, but, but like the old man from Hateful Eight that was yeah. general. He mm-hmm. was in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Gage was like a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Russell was in it as one of the stunt <laughs> coordinators. Did, did the movie start from the beginning? Or did it start? Oh, from it like started like full up in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, because you know how Tarantino sometimes he'll start the movie like, in like Fiction. the middle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. it was like a whole. It Kill was like too. the Once Upon a Time wasn't because I know that they kind of alluded that it was going to be during the Charles Manson murders mm-hmm. and all that, but it was hard, like hardly about that. It was mostly about an actor and his stunt double. Mm-hmm. Which and, is crazy how it all came full circle. Too, yeah. Because I was telling Skywalker when I was watching this, I was confused as to how these two stories. We're going to, to um, blend exactly together. because yeah. all it was is that um, Rick Rick Dalton Rick lived, Dalton lived the, next door to Sharon Tate, Tate and yeah. Roman Polanski, oh, okay. the people that died in the, the, the some of the Manson murders. Well, yeah, well, J.C. Ring and Sharon Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but got it. But yeah, like it was so crazy because, like he said, it was like he was an actor playing an actor. In the movie. Yeah, okay, so this is one scene <laughs> How where, meta does that have to be? Where, crazy. <laughs> pun intended, the inception of acting in this movie was crazy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, DiCaprio was in his bag because there's this one scene where he's filming um, filming this cowboy scene. Mm-hmm. So DiCaprio is playing an actor who's acting as a cowboy. Mm-hmm. But then as he's in his scene, he'll stop and ask for his line. But he he switches right back to being that person. Mm-hmm. But once he gets his line, he jumps right back into acting. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, there's levels to this. Yeah, yeah. he's doing basically three different impersonations exactly. at yeah. one time. Yeah, he's doing like yeah. That scene is crazy because he's doing a take in that scene. But it's also funny because they're actually shooting another exactly like, another, this take. Is a, yeah. Yeah. another take. Yeah, you know, like oh, it's just movies. so crazy to see. But like supposedly his character is based off of. Um, 1960s, like uh, people that were playing cowboys. So he had him research like actors that were doing that back in the 60s, and he had to try to be like them. Oh, Which yeah. DiCaprio is a super big method um, actor. Method, yeah, that that was a word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but also Brad Pitt 
It was cool seeing the undertone of what DiCaprio was doing because, salute, um, Brad Pitt, his character was a stuntman, but he was like literally a cowboy. Like in real life. Yeah, in like, real life. Like he was like, he, yeah, he like wasn't he, an actor at all. He was a stunt double. But he was, was just his... like, didn't care, didn't care about what people thought. Super laid back dude. And he killed everything. his wife. Killed his wife and got away with it. Damn. Yeah. It was kind of like they showed the they part took. too. Like it was kind of like a flashback. And he was Which is dope because they, they they utilize flashbacks well in this movie yeah. as well. You don't even know it's a flashback. You think, oh, this is like happening. This and then, is happening. And then they go back to the scene. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that was a flashback. Right like, oh, shit, that was a flashback. oh, damn. Is is Quentin Tarantino in the movie? Because you know you no, know. he was so, narrating towards okay. the end. Right? It was Tarantino, yeah. right? Narrating. Oh, um but seeing Brad Pitt as an actual real life cowboy, mm-hmm. but then watching DiCaprio, because they were Best friends, stuntman. And That's kind of like the parallels that like he's trying to act like a cowboy. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like the undertone of like him trying to yeah. perceive a cowboy when really like, dude, your best friend's a cowboy. Yeah. Literally Just act like your best friend, but your best yeah. friend acts like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. It's yeah, it's funny though, because like he's not, he's he's kind of like the type of actor in this, in that day and age where mm-hmm. you're kind of going out of being relevant. You're only known as a cowboy and we're moving out of all that. So mm-hmm. what are you going to bring to the table? So yeah. he's trying to like reinvent himself too and mm-hmm. find ways, but he's drunk. He's like a drunk, so. Yeah, and there's parts where like he's a he- super heavy smoker. He's a chain smoker. Yeah. And you catch that because like the very first scene when he walks out of his car, like maybe like 20 cigarette butts fall off of his yeah. lap onto the street. Because mm. that's how often he's smoking and drinking. It's crazy. Al Pacino, like it was very, it was oh, kind of technically like a Al small Al Pacino role. got him to... Like, yeah, he got him to to um, move to like Europe and make yeah, cowboy movies out there. But you know, killed his role, and it wasn't even that like serious of a yeah. Like, it was part. like super. Small. I love that. I love when like very very good actors get cast for very mm-hmm. small roles because yeah. it just makes it hit even yeah. more. It's like damn, like that character was awesome. Like you know, also really, the uh, really the attention to detail Tarantino put as far as like there's this one scene where um somebody asked DiCaprio was like, oh, is it true that you almost got this um this part in the Steve McQueen movie, but McQueen like ended up getting it. Hmm. And then they showed the actual movie, but they replaced DiCaprio or oh, Steve McQueen with DiCaprio. That's funny. It was, it was super dope. That's tough. Yeah. Basically kind of like what, what, Gump. what yeah, exactly. Tarantino does is he like finds stories that he can take and just alter them yep. a little bit. Which just to make it his universe. Did, like yeah. em- embellish yeah. it. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I love what he did with Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, exactly. To be honest. All right, so where, where now that you guys are seeing, where do you guys place it out, out of all the Tarantino films that you've seen? Oh, let's say top, top five. The top, top five. It's top five. I think for maybe top three. Ooh, top three. Yeah. yeah. Top three, and you have Kill Bill one and two mm-hmm. and Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. and it's top three. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Uh, Pulp Fiction is my number I one. See, I want to see this list then. Yeah, I, I would say Once Upon a Time is my number two. Hateful Eight's my number three, but it's because I love cowboy films. Damn. A lot of people hate, I, they hate Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight is like nine right now for me. Uh, it's going to be 10 when the next one comes out. Damn. So, You're sorry. not a big fan. No. I love it. it. I don't know. Like, I, I went I, back and watched I, the extended version. I like it, but it's just, well, what, it's just what, long. What makes a good Tarantino it's film? It's too long. There's not, a lot of, there's not a lot of music in Hateful Eight. No, there's not. You know, because it's just in one cabin the whole time. And, but the racism. you know, you're just waiting for something to happen and nothing happens and then something happens. and then Which is the cool thing about this film, too, because you forget it's a Tarantino film yeah. until the last, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. 
Because there's no gruesome anything in this until the very last mm-hmm. scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. For Once Upon a Time? Oh, yeah. It was rated R. The whole movie, I'm like, why is this movie rated R? Nothing crazy has happened. And then something crazy happens. And then the most crazy shit happens. You're like, oh. I was talking to a coworker Tarantino. today. She, she said she didn't like it because there was no um, no black folk in it. Because I don't remember any black folk in this um, movie. Let me think. Let me and think, there was no like hard R drop, which is I know people like go off on Tarantino about That's that. true. There wasn't. Yeah. But I mean, it, I well, know. I mean, it's a different climate. Which now. is, like, yeah. he'll get killed for that nowadays. There were some and Mexicans, like, even though that he's been doing it. <laughs> Don't cry for the Mexicans. Yeah, there's a part where Leonardo DiCaprio starts crying to rap. It's like, put these glasses on. Don't cry in front of the Mexicans. Yeah, they're like <laughs> valet drivers. Yeah. And stuff. So yeah, you can tell like it's it's kind of. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are prejudiced and racist. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll think of the time that he's doing it. At, yeah. You know, that was when. I mean, he even talks shit on the Italians. You know, yeah. he moves to Italy. The Italians. That that's. That's when everybody was saying whatever they wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? At that point, especially white people. And the yeah. way they're able yeah. to capture, um, I love when you go see, when you see films and they actually use LA. Yeah. But then oh, they yeah. recreate the street to look like old LA. Yeah. Cause Tarantino really has tough. that kind of pull where like you, he can shoot. In I was LA. pissed. I was like, how do you, you get know? the one on one freeway to look like there's nobody on that freeway? Yeah. You block it off. <laughs> you block Crazy. it off. You, Tarantino, you put yeah. a sign up. Put a sign up. We're going to shoot a movie here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like Tar- Tarantino did really good on this movie. It's top five for me. But the thing that I like about it, like like I said earlier, he likes to like kind of just twist the timeline. He, he manipulates it really well. Basically, the part of this movie where he manipulates it is at the part where uh, Sharon Tate is supposed to die. Mm-hmm. Um, there, the, the killers are on the street and um, Rick Dalton, Rick Dalton hears the car and he steps out. And that's where the timeline shifts. Because at mm-hmm. this point, they go up and they kill Sharon Tate and then they, they leave. This time, he went out and he said something to them. You hippie bastards, what yeah. are you doing in my private road? He thought they were trying yeah. to smoke up there. Mm-hmm. So he pretty much told them to leave. They went back down and they're like, hey, I, I think I know who that was. That was the cowboy from the movies, from, from all the shows and mm-hmm. stuff. And they're like, yeah, I knew him. And they're like, let's go kill him instead. Yeah, the girl's mm-hmm. like, I've always had this theory is like, you know, we know him from watching these cowboy films when we were younger. But they idolize killing so much in these films. <laughs> what if we go and kill the people that taught us how to kill? Yeah. So they go much. try to kill Rick, yeah. Rick Dalton. Got it. But and this is when Cliff pretty much got involved, uh, which Pitt. is Brad Pitt. Yeah. Earlier in the movie, he fights uh, who was it? Jet, he, Jet he, Lee? Bruce Lee. Bruce, Bruce Lee. I don't know why. I, said, I don't know why I keep thinking it's Jet Lee, but Bruce Lee. Put some respect on. Because you're racist. Yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. But he fights Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee is really strong. Mm-hmm. So. In this he, movie, he kicks Bruce Lee's ass. Yeah, he kicks Bruce Lee's I had ass. I had a feeling that they were going to do some bullshit like to, that. No. Well, the thing is, it's not that Bruce Lee is weak. It's just that Cliff is that strong. I, yeah, I know. I know. In, in this universe, They'd they're be trying stupid to show to make Bruce Lee yeah, weak. That would be the in this tool. in this movie. They're trying to show that Cliff is is really strong, and they show it by him beating Bruce Lee's ass, and he mm-hmm. throws him into a. But car he's very too. nonchalant about it. Yeah, like of course. Like As you compared don't think, to like Bruce Lee where he was like talking all this shit. Because like, they're basically saying that the white guy's always been better. <sighs> Shout out but, to Darren But anyways, I'm saying, the, the part where I they're trying to, where the people are trying to kill them now, because uh, they saw that it was just Rick Dalton, yeah, uh, Leonardo in his house. They didn't know Cliff was there. When they walk in, Cliff was... Like he, was, he, was he was on like, acid. He was like, is this And it's real funny because right he knew those people. Mm-hmm. He had met him before earlier in the movie. Yeah. 
and he was on acid, and then they 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 point a the gun at him, and, and then, then he is time to take flight. Basically, yeah. this is where it turns into a Tarantino, Tarantino film with it, all the gruesome. What I thought was they were actually going to kill him, and I was like, oh, that's, that's what I was sucks. worried about. I got. I, but I felt it in my heart. It, I was like, it flipped Man. the script. Yeah. There was a, there was a dog involved too. It got really really brutal. She was dope. Really I loved gruesome. It. Really fast. But yeah, I loved it. It was a, it was a great. If, scene. I'm pretty sure if I would have saw gruesome, it, more there's a flamethrower involved. Church scene. Yeah, more blood. Okay. All right. More mutilation. I'm pretty, but I'm pretty sure what I'm sad about is because I love going to opening nights and feeling the energy with everybody in there. Oh yeah. Last I time did that when we that saw fun. it. There was like barely anybody in the theater. There's maybe like a cool eight other people. But like I love going to open nights. So I'm sad I'll be able to miss like everybody's reactions when that scene started. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure I would have been hyped with everybody in that room like yeah. screaming and chanting. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. It's an experience when you go to the movies or for opening night and everybody yeah. there is, you know, enjoying the same thing. Everyone's yeah. just as hyped. But, but that's cool. All right. So it's then, a uh, very long movie. So it's kind of hard to yeah, touch on me, everything. But. Cool give, give me your top five. Top five Tarantino. <sighs> I would say I, I got. I don't have them written down. I have to look at them again. All right, I'll, I'll give you my top five. Go, Go for right it. ahead. Off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, top five Tarantino films. Um, number one, Kill Bill. Okay. Uh, number two, Pulp Fiction. Number three, Django Unchained. Number four, Inglorious Bastards. And number five, probably Kill Bill Volume Two. I've always considered Kill Bill to be one movie, even though there's two different volumes of it. I mean, I know that he says that, but I don't put them together. Okay. Because we don't sense. put them together when we're counting the films. Yeah. You know, we count it as a separate film as the ninth one, right? Or not the ninth one, but yeah. one of the nine. Yeah. Um, so my top five. Um, number one, Pulp Fiction. Number two, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which is dope because it made me want to go back and look at the Charles Manson case as well. Yeah. It, like, makes it's funny because he's only in the movie once. Yeah, he's only literally on in the one scene, and then you see that one scene in the trailer. Um, number three, Hateful Eight. A lot of I'm gonna get a lot of hmm. you know hate, people getting hate for the Hateful Eight. Exactly, you like but, Channing Tatum, bro. Hey, man, Channing Tatum played a Mexican. <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. Yo, super crazy. Um, they did but, the Mexicans wrong in that movie. Yeah, three Hateful Eight. Number four, I want to see Django. Django for sure. And then um, I'm going to go Kill Bill Volume 1 for number five. Inglorious Bastards is fire as hell, but. I love Inglorious Bastards. I thought it was great. Like, aside from, you know, the obviously like kill Hitler rhetoric, but (laughs) I just, I loved the showcasing of of actors in Inglorious Bastards. I thought that they had a really fun movie to do. You know, it was just fun to shoot fun to play the characters like you had Christopher Waltz as the Nazi general that was like yeah. he just knocked it out of the park like it was so good so good that they had to cast him in Django yeah. like that's how good it was they were like alright we, we need him again <laughs> like yeah yeah. He, um, they, they find great he finds great actors you know he, he knows how to pick them because you know I don't know he's just his so whole again, approach is crazy people, bro. bro him sticking to his people is like one yeah. of the dopest things to me well, like, yeah, he sticks his people and then he adds people too who, like, I mean, well, you know, I think he just, already, I think he just like added Uma Thurman's daughter, Maya Hawk. Oh, yeah. You watch Stranger Things? 
the uh, new season no, by chance? Oh, season. well, in the new season, she's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in the show. She plays a uh, Robin. She's the chick that works at the ice cream store. Mm-hmm. And when I saw her in this movie, I was like, "Yeah." And when I saw her in the movie, I was like, "Wait, that's that's the Bro, chick Dakota from Fanning Stranger Things." Oh yeah, she looked ugly. I didn't even know it was Dakota Fanning. Really? She like gained weight. I don't oh, know if it was no. just for this scene because she, she was supposed to play ready. a hippie. Yeah, but she looked like it might have been. It might have been. That so part was some, comedy. Somebody's mom. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But yeah, my top five is going to be Pulp Fiction, number one. Okay. Kill Bill. Okay. I love Kill Bill a lot. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Kill <laughs> Bill and Pulp Fiction are, are going to be like the, the Kill, go-to one or two. Kill Bill one and two oh, for me is two and three on my list. Got you. And then um, I was just looking at it. Um, Inglourious Bastards. Is four. I don't know. I just love. I love World War Two movies. Nazis. Like no matter who does them, but just because it's a Tarantino film, it's like he can do this and yeah. get away yeah. with it. Yeah. Nobody else could have did this, and people would have loved it. So no, not not machine what, gun, then blow up Hitler yeah. like that. Like it was and, great. Uh, Django was in my top five mm-hmm. until uh, Once Upon a Time came out. Got it. But I love, oh man, Django is so dope though because Leonardo is such a good actor. Django is amazing. Like the whole story is great. Jamie Foxx. And and the music, like, bro, when he was on on the horse and Rick Ross 600 Bands comes on, fam, that's like, (laughs) woo. Yeah. What a moment. But I really love Once Upon a Time. I don't know what it was, but it's just so simple. Uh, Didn't got to, didn't have to go crazy with it, you know, just. But also, like, there's a lot of scenes that are slow, but I love scenes like that Mm -hmm. because you're just watching something play out, and I just feel like that resonates well with people, or it brings you like this different sense Mm -hmm. that, like, it kind of takes you away from the main story for a little bit. It's just crazy that, and just to see character development. Yeah, Tarantino made a movie about an actor doing shows on set, so a lot of the, a lot of the, like. The sets and places they like filmed were on actual sets, and you knew there were sets, you know. So, yeah, I just he can get away with stuff like this. Also, another dope thing is that Margot Margot Robbie played Sharon Tate. Mm -hmm. She goes into a theater to watch her own movie. Oh, yeah. But it's the actual movie. Yeah, it's the actual movie of Sharon, like Sharon Tate's film. Oh, was it cool. like Margot Robbie recreating these scenes? Like yeah, it was actually it was her. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's that, super dope. And, and, and that that's, saves money. That's also when True. Tarantino was able to get his foot fetish into the movie. Oh, he has a foot fetish. Huh? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple foot scenes in that. If you don't remember. Right? Yeah, because she's um, man likes what he likes. Because <laughs> she she's resting her feet on the seat in front of her, which a lot of people yeah, do. Yeah, and they're dirty. But she was barefoot. Yeah, yeah. they're dirty, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, and, he probably and, and then like all the hippies. hippies were barefoot too. Uh, Stuff that was like probably that. like when she puts her feet. Like uh, I think Cliff Dalton, Cliff Dalton, Cliff the the stunt man. Yeah, he, in the movie he the sees hippies. some of the hippie girls. Like he sees her like three times. Yeah, and the last time he finally gives her a ride back to like the place where she stays. Nice. Yeah, the the ranch where all the Manson. So, do you feel live. that? Um, I, I guess aside from Tim Roth. Who's who's the actor that's like been in the most Quentin Tarantino films? Samuel, I want to say Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. I'll look it up right now. Because he was Sam- even in Kill Bill. He played. He was playing on the piano. Wait, what? Yeah, supposedly that's what have, people have said. And wait a minute. I, wait, I wait, 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 even wait, when he I've leaves, never heard. That. Have you ever seen You're him leave the room in Kill Bill? Yeah, in Kill Bill, Samuel wait, Kill Jackson Bill? was yeah, in Kill, Kill Bill? Bill. Yes, just playing the piano. When? In the church. When he was playing the piano. Really? Yeah. During what, the wedding? 
Well, he leaves, and then that's when they they beat her up. Yep. Yo, like, I have to watch that. Even again. when that's crazy. When he leaves the room, you can kind of see the silhouette. They never show his face. Never that's even, the thing. I never um, Samuel even, Jackson's you know, been in crazy. six of the nine movies. Six of them. Six out of the nine. Yeah. And he's the most at a, at a. Uh, I don't. Let me check the most. Because I feel says like he's been in six. Leo, or Leo's been in a few. Leo's been in what three? Once Upon a Time. Two? What other movie? Just two? Just two. Huh. Yeah, just two. He's only been in two. Uma Thurman has been two. in three. Three. Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, um, hold on. Screen Rant has this article called Tarantino's Most Frequent Collaborators Ranked. Let the load in. Y'all mm-hmm. can. All right. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like. It'll probably be like Tim. And I don't know. I would probably say Tim Roth is up there. My, Tim Roth Michael is Madsen five. is up there because they've been there since Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, and then Tim Roth did uh, Four Rooms. You know which one that is? That's right. That's he a did good do one. Four I love rooms. that movie. That's like a low key sleeper. That's yeah, like a sleeper. That's, yeah, no. Wait, do you? Well, that was one of his first. I think in like ninety five or Jackie two. Brown more than Hateful Eight. Jackie yes. Brown, yeah, yes, really? yeah, hell yes. Jackie Brown's a Jackie shit. Jackie Brown's bro. awesome. I love the part when they're in the store. And then, like, there's different point of views of what's yes. happening. Like, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, Jackie he, Brown was fire. Four Rooms is cool. Dust Till Dawn is also one of my favorites. That's one that I that's, haven't that's seen. That's all above I have not the hate seen, for me. I have not I'm seen uh, Dust Dust. Oh, I love that one. Um, I, I like that the Hateful Eight. I like the Hateful Eight. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Um, I don't think that. I feel like if Hateful Eight was done by any other director, I wouldn't like the movie. I think I like it because it's Quentin Tarantino's take on that story. Yeah. Um, Most of his other movies, like Kill Bill, I don't care that it's Quentin Tarantino. If the movie is made like that, I'm going to like it. You know what I mean? A lot of kung fu. It's just, yeah, it just looks great. A lot of drama. It just looks great. It's great. Well written. It's great. Um, Same thing with Django. Um, Well, Actually, no, I take that back. Django's mm. one of those movies that the fact that it was Quentin Tarantino added to yeah. me enjoying the movie. I think Inglorious Bastards could have been by anybody and I would have enjoyed it. True. Um, but Pulp Fiction is like, that's that, one's, that has to be him. Yeah, that one's a lot of people's number one. It's such a dope movie. It just hasn't been recreated to have those kinds of yeah actors in a movie like that. Yeah. And the, the way that the story was was just woven, like gotta, how it starts we gotta have in the a middle, Tarantino and night. then it goes into the beginning, and then to the. You can connect with serious cartoons and do a Tarantino night. We got to do a poll, or we can always just do a Tarantino night. We can always just use my house. Like I have my that my, my outside setup. Yeah, and what we can do is we'll do. Why don't we show we'll the movie outside poll. in the back? Serious cartoons, yeah. clean it up a little bit. I like that. I like that a lot. We can do like a little online poll. And mm-hmm. see which movies, you know, because we'll do a double header, but we'll do a list out of like six. A double header, long. but you watch two of the longest. <laughs> nah, hopefully not. Hopefully nah. they don't pick the two longest um, ones. So I have the list right here if you guys want to go through it real quick. Read it so I'll start from yeah, number yeah. 10 okay. and then go up to number one. So number 10 is uh, James Parks. Okay. Collaborators. Who's that? Um, oh, cl- okay. He, collaborator. So he's been, he was an unnamed tractor in Django Unchained. So he's like, um, he, he, was o- he, he was OB in April 8. Um, okay. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Who else? Who else? Yeah, give, yeah. So, some more, just keep going. Zoe go, Bell. go to like, go, Zoe to like Bell. Top, go to like top five. Top five. Yeah, All right, go I got to top you. Five. 
Oh, but Kurt Russell's number six. All right, yeah. So I mean, when they get more familiar... work with Kurt Russell's? Like, just Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight, but also Death Proof. I mean, death Tarantino... Proof. Oh, it's not a Tarantino That's movie. Right. He had death his proof. hand into exactly. it. But it I don't really his, count Death that's Proof. That's like, yeah. Man, I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, so number five, Tim Roth, obviously. Hey. Um, Tim Roth has been in Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four rooms. Yeah. Uh, number four, um, Harvey Keitel. Um, Who's Harvey Keitel? Yeah, who? who, well, who it says, literally says right here, if it weren't for Harvey... Wait, what? If it weren't for Harvey Keitel, Quentin Tarantino might not have a career. What the heck? Um, so what, he's going to Reservoir he Dogs. Been? What does he look like? Let me see. Whoever yeah, that honest. dude is. Oh, oh. He's, uh, he's for all the listeners, oh, he's yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Mr. Wolf. Wolf. He's Mr. Wolf, if you've seen um, uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp he is Mr. Wolf, <laughs> the cleaner. Um, that guy, he was also a National Treasure. I loved him oh, in National yeah. Treasure, which is a great movie, by the way. That's the only one. That's I good. would love I that to talk part. about National Treasure and do a deep dive of that, man. Can we talk about how bad of an the actor? music is um, fire. What, Nicholas Cage? Yeah. Wow, he's you great. slander my, my, my man. That's Ghost Rider, bro. That's Ghost Rider. He, he, he is Ghost It wasn't Rider. him that did it. He's Johnny Blaze, bro. Get out of here. Well, who else? Number three, Christoph Waltz. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, he's going yes. up in there a lot. Um, he's fire. He's just a crazy, I think he's a crazy actor. He's just so good, man. I love he's consistent. I Super love consistent. how yeah. how serious he takes his roles. I I appreciate that. <laughs> um, number two, the Miss Uma Thurman. Uma. Queen. Queen Uma. Um, everybody knows who number one is. Sam. Samuel L. Jackson. Man, Sam. Yeah, I knew yeah. it. That dude says yes to everything. He legit says yes to everything. He doesn't care how much he's gonna get paid. Yes, no. MF. Well, he knows he I, I could. Like, he knows like he, he could know, get paid. I feel like he cares about what he's getting paid. But as long as you pay that, then he doesn't have I a think, problem. With I think it, he has like a like a minimum. You know, he's like yeah. at least as long as it's this minimum, I'm okay with it. Well, because he's been he's in a been lot in of low tier movies so though. that I feel like people know exactly how to get him. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like if you ain't coming to him with but a certain number, but then that's it's why. Not even, but that's why I feel like he says yes to everything because he. Maybe he wants to do. He's like, it's a movie, and I'm gonna act in it. I'm gonna be me for the most yeah. part, you know. So I mean, he's real. been him in everything. He's gotten to that point now where he can just play himself. He's created a character where he can he, play himself. He is Samuel Jackson in the Avengers. Yes, he's, he's like, not Nick Fury. Nah. No, it's Samuel it's Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. But with the multiverse, they they can do another Nick Fury yeah, if they exactly. really want to. Which Ooh. I feel like that's what they're is gonna do. Is it Nick do. Fury or is it a scroll? Um, it's, it's both. both. Both, both sometimes, both yeah. Sometimes we know more both. than others. We know the deal. <laughs> hey, fan, uh, yeah. what is it? Falcon, yeah. Falcon, and uh, and Winter, Falcon Soldier. Winter Soldier coming out, coming out uh, next year. Yeah, before year. before we get off the Tarantino subject, uh-huh. uh huh. What do you guys think tenth the tenth film will be? Out, bro. Ooh. Do you think it's going to be Star Trek, or do you think that's going to be something? No, he has something his he has hand. his hand I, in. I feel like Star Trek is going to be like Death Proof. Exactly. It's gonna be like where cool. he has his I, hand. I still in think it'll work. Have, I, it'll be cool. I think it's gonna be his standalone. I think for the tenth film, I, I think that he's. He, I feel like he's gonna want to make a big deal out of it, bro. I'm pr- I wouldn't doubt. What if do you think the theme film, will be? Though? He's gonna have literally everybody he's worked with in that film. Mm, no, I wouldn't like that. No, no, I love that Mm-mm. because um, everybody would play their part so well. 
I think he's moving into a, a realm of, of thing where he's finding new actors. Like I said, the girl from Stranger Things, Uma, supposedly, I think that's Uma Thurman's daughter, but her name is Maya Hawk, and she was in a small role in Once Upon a Time, but I can see her getting a bigger role. I would, I would like a coming-of-age story yeah. from Quentin Tarantino. I think it would be crazy like to show to, for him to direct teenagers. Mm-hmm. In in a movie, I think would be interesting. So I don't, a lot of I don't, people. I don't think we would get like that. I want a that Breakfast Club. To, I want a Breakfast Club Ferris Bueller yeah, stay off type of movie. I don't think, movie. That, I don't think that we're gonna get like the the oh we're gonna just curse for cursing's sake with him in a coming of age story. Hell I think no. that we'll get it all placed at the right moments, the right time to make it be like yo, this is yeah, might be his. That'd be a good. That'd be a good tenth movie. I think know? it would be a great tenth tenth movie for him just to. Um, just to show like that and what he thinks teenage growth or teenage experience would be, yeah. you know, I think it'd be spot on. I mean, it was pretty spot on with Once Upon a Time. I think, yeah. yeah. So I think because I, I think what I was, would also like that was the first time I seen him direct teenagers. I would also I like an original say. story because I feel like he. He always he borrows tears. stories. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll borrow stories. Other than Pulp yeah. Fiction, so, Kill well, yeah, Bill, like he has some originals yeah. like that. And but I feel like. Um, you know, Inglorious Bastards, obviously a borrowed story. Yeah, once upon a time, upon a time borrowed story. Um, I'm sure that uh, uh, Django has parts. Um, yeah, I'm sure that Django has parts. You know, um, and I'm sure that Hateful Eight probably has yeah. parts as well. You know, it's yeah. just being a story that you heard. Yeah. And, so yeah, something more original would be really. Yeah, really I think cool. like a, like an original original take on something would be would be cool. And then you know, I wouldn't mind a Kill Bill sequel. That would I be cool. Mind. I know people want to see a, one. I mean, I don't see the need or a for Pulp Fiction it. exactly. Sequel. People want to see a Pulp too. Fiction sequel. I'll take I don't that think. Too. I think I we talked about that. that where I don't think John Travolta would be able to pull it off. Nah, I don't even think he'd be. I don't even think Samuel would. Well, like I was just watching John Travolta and like Jimmy Fallon, and I was like, this dude is just like. I feel like that's too easy for a tenth film, though. That he won't even touch all his old stuff. Like, like I think that's cool. I think a treat for the tenth film. Would be a scene like from a Pulp yeah. Fiction sequel if he were to make one. Like you just like he's just like yeah. If I were to make one, here's like a scene from it. Yeah. And you and then you see like some of the characters. Bruce Willis walks in and everything yeah. like that. And you see like a whole story that maybe just like a one shot, like a little yeah, ten minute. Something. You know what I mean? Something yeah. where it's like wow, like that's crazy. Yeah. But I I doubt it. I don't think that we'll. I don't think he'll do anything that's easy. And I don't think that he'll do anything that's too unfamiliar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it'll be around it, in the ballpark. I think, I th- I'm pretty sure he has a plan. I'm pretty sure he's had it planned what his 10th movie's going to be. Yeah. So I think it's probably one of his original ideas where he's just like, you know, I'm saving like, this for last. Yeah. yeah. Like, like when he was thinking of like properly. Reservoir Dogs, when he was thinking of Pulp Fiction, I'm sure he thought of this movie and was like, once the first two got you know done mm-hmm. and the and you know the stories exploded, he was like, yeah. "Okay, I, I think I'm the, gonna save this." The one. crazy thing about Tarantino now and why he's even gotten bigger, like he's been big because of these cult classics and his cult fan base. But this is the first Tarantino movie where I went to the movie theater and saw it with everybody else. Who, like a lot of people that went to the movie to see that movie, didn't even know who Tarantino was. So to see their reaction, yeah, that's you know, true. I don't think to be like that because I when Hateful Eight came out, I don't think I went yeah. to the movies. I don't think any other Tarantino film. You know? I've actually been to the theater. I've Honestly, till it came movie out, theater like, culture, I think, has gotten bigger than well because of than the Avengers. Was, yeah, 
because of Marvel. Yeah, like, pretty it, much. It's because of the MCU. Everything goes that, back to Disney. But not only that, like, Damn it. He, he also had a cult following. So now that the movie theater culture is back, it was easy for him to bring all these people because yeah. yeah. people were so familiar yeah. and so well, loved, like, what it did for Tarantino. Let me look so. that up really quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure, I think that he's um that he's an exceptional filmmaker, and I think that there's a few filmmakers that are out there that we really anticipate um their their movies. I think uh Taika Waiki, yeah, Watiti, Watiti, yeah. Ta- Taika Watiti, who did um Thor Ragnarok, is also doing a Hitler inspired movie where he's playing Hitler in the movie, and I think it's hilarious. You think that'll play out right though? It's going to be comedy. It's going to be ridiculous. But I feel like it's going to be a nice blend of like Wes Anderson and Quentin Tarantino. I think that uh, Taika is going to be the next director that really inputs a personality from his directing and acting standpoint mm-hmm. in the movie where we're really anticipating like, no, we want to hear his take on whatever's going on. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I think he's going to be the next one. So... um Opening weekend for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It did uh, it was Tarantino's biggest opening weekend yet. Oh, really? But it made forty point four million. Wow! Now this past weekend, um, it's about to hit two hundred million. Nice, Bag. damn, nice. Bag. Good for him. Good for him. Shout yeah, out I'm pretty sure Tarantino. the budget wasn't even that much because it was all like it was all places that. Were accessible. He had, he had access to, yeah, you know, easy. Especially because he's so known. All he did was so just known. change the way it looked. Yeah. Well, it's Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. I mean. And like, a lot of the sets for the movie were already movie I think that's sets. the dope thing too because so they're old raw. retro sets mm-hmm. which are super cheap to make but it fit that time already area. made because yeah, already supposedly made. Uh, the scene in the beginning where they're, he's being interviewed yeah. is um, the set from Django when um Christoph Waltz claims his bounty. Got you. Yeah, that's the same set. It's crazy. Same exact set. Yeah, where where so. they shot the sheriff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, so yes. I mean, it it just he made he made so much more money, and that's dope. That's that's good for Quentin, you know. And um, he did he, like, yeah. I love to meet him one day. That's that would be dope. If you ever listen to this podcast. We would definitely love to have you on and talk shop about your movies and yeah. other movies and what you think some of the best soundtracks are. Because I am curious about like his musical direction too. He has yeah. so many different movies with so many different musical directions. Yeah, exactly. Like what like what's your favorite song? You know what I mean? Like what do yeah. you what do you jam out to? Yeah. That would be very interesting. That'd be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we gotta we gotta remember to to say to some of our movie guests. Yeah, you know, because we've been bringing music guests mostly, which is dope. But I think uh, when we start bringing movie guests, you know, switching yeah. it up and, yeah. and asking them a little bit more about the music would be interesting. Before we get off Tarantino, super like super tiny tidbit side note: What do you guys think is in the briefcase in uh, Pulp Fiction? Oh man, it has to be gold, man. Just Pic- like bars. pictures. I feel like it's just gold bars. Pictures. Um, I read this Reddit theory. That Peanut butter was, sandwiches. Um, <laughs> that be it was um, Uncrustables. Uncrustables. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get those in school? Yeah. 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 Well, why yeah. would why would you think that, that they're Uncrustables? Because they're fucking delicious. <laughs> oh, it's just like the most delicious thing that you <laughs> yeah. think of. Probably Twinkies, bro. Hey. That's not that'd be, You that'd know be what's thing. so crazy? That Twinkies actually like 
got canceled while we were alive. Like they were just oh, gone. They were gone for years. Like, gone came back. It was like a year. All yeah, but folk were like, they're not oh. even really like back like that, are they? Yeah, they, they are. are. I, yeah. I went to Walmart the other Somebody night bought and it was out. named yeah. Twinkie. Yeah, I saw okay. this huge little hostess, like, hostess aisle, bro. Okay. Twinkies are there. Just chilling. It's I crazy. remember when I remember people were, were selling on eBay, bro. Yeah, like hundreds of dollars. People went to Walmart, bought as much Twinkies as Our they can. Our kids are going to look back in time and be like, what the fuck is yeah. wrong with y'all? Yeah. You know what I made? wonder if they're even going to notice that, you know? Because like, I think about that now. It's funny because like, that happened in Zombieland too. <laughs> exactly. I was going to mention that too. Damn Twinkies. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy how like something like that was big to us, but it's like, will that really be remembered? No. Like if yes. it comes back, like will it <laughs> no. really? You know? No, not by us, but you know? it's gonna it's it's gonna be written somewhere. The great Twinkie disappearance. Twinkie Gate. <laughs> Twinkie Gate. Well, also, no, sorry. Uh, I read this Reddit theory that the um, salute that the inside the briefcase um, was like heaven, where like it was something deeper than yeah. something material. Yeah, it wasn't a material item. Well, yeah, it's probably it was probably happiness. That was like in the briefcase. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like something that you that you want to obtain, like the perfect, yeah. perfect life or something like that or whatever. Because yeah. it seems like everybody in Pulp Fiction wanted to just like have their life keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were doing things that were putting their life in Eternal danger, happiness. and they were like, yeah. "I'm just trying to live and be happy." But um, there, I'm man. There's just so much. There's so much to break down uh, with a director like Quentin Tarantino, and I think that. Everybody who watches movies is is happy to have his contributions, yeah. you know, into the movie sphere. And yeah. uh, if you haven't checked out Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, go do that. Go do that. Go, go do, do that. that. Go go support. You know, um, artists still making dope art. And also hit us up if we do this Tarantino movie night. We want to know. Uh, I mean, we'll post up a poll. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do we'll it individually on, on the Instagram, on the Instagram, or on Instagram the story. Too. Yeah. So make sure you guys are following the Instagram at Sound Flick Pod. Yeah. Follow um, our individual Instagrams, AYE Sincere for yeah. your boy. Skywalker Mike underscore. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. There it is. But yeah, that was a good episode, guys. Yeah. Any guys little things to get us out of here or what? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. I look forward to talking about Brazil with y'all when we come back. Yeah, yeah man. Excited I'm, to hear about I'm your I'm taking a Philadelphia trip, so okay. when we do that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Be fun. I'll recap you guys on my trip as well. good food. Where you you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Where are you going? Uh, Michigan. Massive. Oh. Oh, going to Detroit? Yeah, going to Michigan. Hey. Grand Rapids, actually. We're all okay. taking yeah, a trip. That's good. Yeah, gonna, gonna, gonna actually. Refreshers uh, are good. Some music, guys. So. Yeah. so it's gonna be interesting. Refreshers are good. Hi. Yeah, for sure. Even you know, if so it's just a change of scenery to work, you know. So we're not your robots. Hosts, your favorite hosts are gonna be on trips. So when we get back, we will regale yeah. you guys in these tales. Um, uh, until then, you guys stay cool and and uh, make sure and check out some movies. We got some dope stuff coming Listen out. Listen to the album, guys. I'm going places. I'm hype. <laughs> <laughs> like Don't forget movie. to listen to Sincere's album as well. Hey. Make sure and stream that. Make sure to stream all of our stuff. And more importantly, stream this podcast and tell more people about it. Um, you know, we, we love doing it and appreciate all of the listeners that are here. Shout out Productive Culture uh, for continuously allowing us to record in your space. And, um, you know, shout out uh, just the IE and, and everybody who's who's around and who supports Soundflake. Yeah. I'm excited to do a live episode when that happens. But, yeah. We will. We will. Always speaking things to existence every single episode, y'all. Yes. There it is. There it is. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. Late. Peace. Hey. 
Seems to me a change of scenery is past due Defeating me, I overthink what I don't have to Is it me? Well if it's true then that's cool But it's you, you fade when you have the chance to It's great you enjoy saying the same But from my point of view you're just resisting the change Diligence for grace is why I never complain So I'm leaping in faith and you're falling you're away just yeah. a Through this one time, it won't happen again. But through the